So I understand how much work goes into it. Writing is hard work, but more important, it all starts with the story. Everything starts with the story. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by On Point Book Design. They help you with your manuscript to finish book, and they make sure that everything is on point. Set up a consult with them today. And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val, the voice, Johnson. solidarity, great enthusiasm, and great support, not just within our membership, but also from our sister unions. Uh, we have other entertainment unions like SAG-AFTRA, like IATSE, like Teamsters, who are strongly supporting us in this effort. So we're, we're really appreciative of their support. How many times have you watched your favorite sitcom, reality show, talk show, nighttime drama, are those infamous binge-worthy shows we all love to watch from time to time. Every line spoken by the talent or within dramatic spaces, actors, is written by a screenwriter, point blank and period. Careers throughout the entertainment industry have been built on the backs of writers. And unfortunately, they're not getting their fair share of the entertainment big pie. I wanted to understand the rift and the negotiations between both the union, the Writers Guild of America, and the AMPTP, the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers. Here's a clip from MSNBC. On one side of this fight is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. It represents most of the major TV and film studios. On the other side is the Writers Guild of America. It represents all of the TV and film writers in their negotiations with those studios. The Writers Guild negotiates one big contract with all the studios, and that contract sets basic pay and work standards for writers across the country. This is why the writers are on strike. In the last 15 years, since the writer's strike in 2007, the TV and film industry has changed dramatically, which you probably know. The rise of streamers like Netflix and Apple TV and Disney Plus has disrupted the industry bigly. And that has changed the way writers get compensated also bigly. Production companies are relying on smaller teams of writers to pump out more content. The Writers Guild claims that film and TV writers are now making 23% less than what they were a decade ago thanks in large part to streaming. So now the writers are demanding pay and working conditions that correspond to this new digital age. Hmm. Today we speak with veteran actress Paulette McDaniels. She has worked with some of the most talented actors and producers throughout her illustrious career. And most importantly, she stands in solidarity with the writers. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Interludes. And I'm excited today to introduce to you an actress with over three decades of wonderful experience. She's been in projects. She's been at the Goodman Theater and also on television, Shameless, A Family Thing, Losing Isaiah. And with a wealth of knowledge, she's going to walk us through what's been recently happening with the writer's strike. I'm very talented, talented actress, Miss Paulette McDaniels. How are you? 
I am great. I'm so glad to get a chance to be on your show. I was actually at the um, uh, members meeting for Screen Actors Guild yesterday. It's mm -hmm. a meeting for all of us who are members. And I talked to uh, the past president of Screen Actors Guild, the present president, and several of the people about the writer's strike, just right. to make sure uh, I was on top of uh, what's going on now. Right. And I know a lot of actors are standing in, standing with the other was they're standing with the writers during this strike. And in fact, I think I saw something, I saw a recent tweet from President, uh, President Biden that says that he really hopes that the writers get what they want. For, for, for us that are listening and for us that are watching, what's the deal exactly? What are the writers pushing for the studios and others to do right now in 2023? Okay. Um, I am not a member of the Writers, Writers Guild, Guild. Right. But I have written um, mm. uh, scripts that have been produced in film. Um, mm -hmm. So I understand how much work goes into it. Uh, during the pandemic, I stayed at my younger daughter's house on lockdown. And I heard her on the phone one day saying, Nobody knows how hard actors work, how writers work. I watched my mom go in at nine o'clock in my office and at two o'clock she'd come out, walk the dog, and then she'd <laughs> go back again. Um, writing is hard work, but more important, it all starts with the story. Everything. Everything starts mm -hmm. with the story. Whether you're talking reality film or uh, movies or television, or journalists, or podcasts, or it all starts with a story. So all mm -hmm. of this, all of the directors, producers, caterers, costumers, um, makeup people, everybody is writing mm -hmm. off that story. Um, so when you, when you look at one writer, you look at so many people who are employed ultimately by what that writer right. produces. Um, so understanding that, you understand why the writers are asking for, one, their wages have stagnated. Um, the way it works in, in this uh, consumer capitalistic <laughs> society is if you're not getting more money, you're falling behind because the price of everything goes up. The last strike we had was years ago and we renegotiate. Re and I say we, because Screen Actors Guild is standing exactly. with the writers um, uh, every couple of years. This last time, uh, we tried to re uh, they tried to renegotiate and it didn't get anywhere. In 2007, and in fact, one of my favorite shows yeah. was Impacted. I was telling you this uh, when I saw you, that Girlfriends that was on at the time, the UPN network, they were in their eighth season and right in the middle of their eighth season, uh -huh. it just ended and they never got a proper series yeah. finale because of the writer's strike. And I think 
they were looking to That's they right. were looking to make that season the last season anyway but they didn't respect the audience or the yes. fans by giving the series a series finale to close off the storylines and yes. everything and i i was thinking oh my gosh i wonder what happened and at the time in 2007 netflix was still just a dvd distribution just slowly yes. going into some streaming and there was no Hulu, there, there was no Disney Plus, it was none of those things. But now, right, right. what is the residual? I'm wondering with all of the streaming services and then the, the, the seasons are shorter, how are the writers impacted? Right, well, that's one of the uh, mm -hmm. items they're, they're going, uh, they're negotiating about is right. residuals. So much changed from the pandemic. Um, suddenly, uh, you know, theaters back, uh, movie right. theaters back. But a lot of people uh, have gotten out the habit of going there. They don't want to sit in a strange room with strangers <laughs> when they can right. stay home and have control and, and stream it. So uh, a lot of this is how Netflix just like grew. <laughs> and it is... Yeah, it is the 500-pound yeah. gorilla with Disney trying to claw up and other others uh, uh, prime coming mm -hmm. out after it. It comes down to one question, money. How do you right. make your money? And the producers, the um, the alliance of uh, movie theaters, uh, Warner Brothers and the rest, how do they make their money? Um, and unfortunately, frequently, as individuals, you and I know, sometimes the money's being made off the backs of those who have the less power. Um, so they're cutting the number of writers who are in the room. Uh, and you need writers in the room. Once that pilot is done and the show is running, somebody's got to keep rewriting new content. So they, they want to cut the number of writers. They want to hire them for a specific time and then dump them and bring in new writers, which means, of course, you start again at the money that you're making. And most importantly, and this is, you know, we would back the writer's skill as actors, but most importantly is artificial oh intelligence. <laughs> AI. Because, mm -hmm. yes, they're looking at you can put a logarithm in and artificial intelligence can write your script. You can bring back the dead. There are two shows coming out that one is going to use, uh, what's his name? Jimmy, uh, Dean. Jimmy Dean. Uh, and they're going to make a movie. Wow. Yeah. Who's long dead. So one of the things that the uh, writers are saying is if you're going to do that, you, A, you have to get permission. Because right now, you may have seen that commercial with Fred McMurray um, advertising Coke right, or Pepsi right. or something like that. I don't know how long dead he's been, but there uh, it comes down to they're looking for ways to make money that won't cost them money. And since it all starts with the story, the writers are putting their foot down and saying, we're going to have to renegotiate. Yeah. And I think the the writer's strike recently, it started May 2nd, 
just a little bit earlier this month. And now I some of the shows that I know that are standing with the writer's strike, um, I'm looking, one of my favorites, um, Abbott Elementary. Um, and I, I love yes. that show, uh, Colder and The Walking Dead, I believe. Uh, and what's right, the other right. one? Uh, the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award show. Um, it was it's it's scheduled yes, to take yeah. place but because of the because of the strike it could also impact the 2023 tony awards um because the writers, right because somebody mm-hmm, got exactly back. and yes mm-hmm, go ahead um we we had um at mm-hmm. the meeting yesterday we had the cast of the bear i love we you reviewed that show? that show for for our our platform the bear and uh, Michael Womble, our our official, you know, executive producer, was like Val. You got to watch this show, and I, it's a great it's show. A and great the lead show. actor won an Emmy for his portrayal in that. Yeah, right, right, right. So we were talking to okay. them yesterday. Now they fortunately had already filmed season two, but there are going to be shows like Abbott that mm-hmm. are didn't get it in the can ahead of time. Now, mm-hmm. I assure you that all the producers and the rest, they stacked up as much content as they could, knowing that there was a chance of a writer's strike. So reality shows mm-hmm. uh, will still be around. And independents and foreign films, they bought a lot of foreign stuff uh, that they've been holding on to. So those will come out. But um, it's unfortunate because things like Abbott Elementary and other shows which are just getting traction and stuff, mm-hmm. if it goes on as long as we think it's going to go on, you can lose um, your audience. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why with even a show that was established like Girlfriends uh, was on from 2000 to 2008 that they did not recover to You're actually awesome. come back. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that yeah, was- Breaking and, Bad was actually affected by that right? Yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah. yeah. I, mm-hmm. it, but they had to truncate it. Yep. <laughs> Hi, I'm Raphael Bob Waxberg. I'm a writer and a board member of the Writers Guild of America West. Let's talk about the last time the Writers Guild went on strike in 2007 and 08. Now, some would have you believe that the strike was a failure, a vague and fruitless campaign to win DVD residuals or whatever. The truth is, through that strike, the WGA won jurisdiction over the internet, or what we now call, you know, streaming. In 2007, the studios were putting our work online. They were streaming full episodes of television with ads. They were selling episodes and movies on iTunes. They were profiting off our work, on the internet. The position of our union at the time was, you should pay us for that. And the position of the studios was, no. Now, try to imagine where we'd be if we had just accepted that no. Think about what TV and film on the internet looks like now. Try to hold it all in your head. Every streaming show and movie. Imagine if every one of these were made without WGA coverage. Half 
of all employment for current working series writers is in streaming. Entire writing careers, the vast majority of my career, and I'd bet a good chunk of yours, imagine if none of it was automatically protected under a guild contract. Imagine all of that work done without guaranteed WGA minimums, residuals, or contributions to our pension and health fund. Residuals for made-for-streaming projects as a category is the single fastest growing kind the guild collects. Residuals we got in the strike and have improved upon every three years since added up to $78 million in 2022. But before the strike, the studios were offering zero. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. On Point Book Design. Everyone has a book inside of them, right? With over 20 years of experience, On Point Book Design has been helping authors with cover design, ebook set, and getting your book ISBN registered. From manuscript to finished book, they make sure everything is on point. Book a consult with them today at onpointbookdesign.com or email natalie at onpointbookdesign.com. And now, back to our show. What we saw out there yesterday is that, to a considerable extent, we control how we are perceived. Yo! <laughs> Gets you one response. Excuse me, sir, another. When we address someone with respect, we are more than likely to get respect. Not always, but more often than you think. And if you're smart, that ought to be enough. Common courtesy. Please, thank you. Excuse me. Magical words. Magical words. Now, here it is. You've worked in this industry. You have seen people come and go. One of the actors last year that we loved and missed, uh, Sidney Poitier, one of the acting critics I see is to Sir With Love too. How was it to work with Sidney on that set? This was a film that brought him to, brought him a lot of success in the 60s and this was kind of a, a, a sequel to it. How was it working with him on the set and just any other actors that you could think of that really you know, impacted you? I have been blessed. Uh, I say mm -hmm. um, I've got two agents, Shirley Hamilton and uh, Susan Sherman at Ambassador. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tell people my forte is tiny little roles of big stars. I've worked <laughs> with Jessica Lange, Sidney Poitier, Robert Duvall. Um, so, and they all been wonderful. I know that there is this perception among some people or the the need to gossip about, you know, divas and that. I never found that. Good, um, I'm good. a professional, they're a professional, you know. Um, and I adore Sidney Portier. Um, yeah. I grew up watching him. And when he walked out on set, I was like, it's Sidney. Uh, <laughs> and so was uh, my scene was with Sidney Poitier, Danny Trevanti. You remember Hill Street Blues? I yep. love Hill Street Blues. Especially yep, yep. So, mm -hmm. so three of us in the scene. And mm -hmm. after we uh, shot it while we we're waiting for the reset up, we're, we're, we are trying to dis distill the essence of acting. So mm -hmm. I say... I'm from the Robert School, uh, Robert Mitchum School of Acting. Show up, hit your marks, say your lines, get your money, go home. Sydney says, come into the room and get what you came for. 
Danny says, know the control you want at the time. So we're trying to get it down tighter and tighter. It was just so much fun. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I have to say that when folks work with well-known actors, like you said, people want to do the whole, oh, they were this way or that way or, or like to gossip or something. And it's always good to hear when someone that you've long admired, you've long admired their work, when getting on set with them and then just kind of being the consummate professional to say, okay, we're going to hit these lines and we all <laughs> have this goal of we're going to make, we're going to make alive what the writers put on paper and just make that yeah. just bloom and yes. i think that's that's phenomenal when when great actors come in contact with great writing it's 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 a wonderful marriage and we get a it, it is that. yeah uh, i mm -hmm. i saw that working with robert duvall and a family thing mm -hmm. uh, um our, our scenes together um okay. he's another person i admire greatly he's a wonderful mm -hmm. character actor and so we're in makeup, getting our makeup together. And mm -hmm. he is reaching out and chatting to me. I like Chicago. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> probably a lot of things to do. Uh-huh. Uh, places to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we get on set to do our scene. Mm -hmm. And he mentions Billy Bob Thornton. Now, you know, Billy Bob Thornton is a writer. Okay. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Wonderful writer. The first film I saw that he'd written was called One False Move. And oh, all of his films, you saw that? I saw that, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember thinking, who is this person? You know, um, so Robert Duvall is saying to me, you know, the script is by Billy Bob. And I said, I love his stuff. I mentioned One False Move and then we connected. I forgot who, it was like, Yes, <laughs> oh my god! So we do our scene. He comes to my mm -hmm. birthday party. He doesn't leave. Um, and you know the thing about films is, you reshoot it. You reshoot it fourteen times sometimes. And every time we did a reshoot, he would change it slightly. And I said, "Why are you doing this?" And he said, "You need to give the editor." something to work with and i love the fact that he took the 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 opportunity to teach me something and when the scenes were over and i went to walk off he said no wait we got to get a picture so i have pictures of me with robert duvall so oh, yeah wonderful oh my god yeah <laughs> I, I loved everyone i've worked with you know Wow. And and working, a lot of folks say they prefer working on stage versus screen. For you, is there a difference? Yes. Yes. Because every night you do the show, it's you, your fellow actors, and the audience. That's who decides how the show is going to go. You okay. know, that's why some days, you know, your audience just isn't there. And it's like pulling a train. Come on, guys. Come with me on this. And some <laughs> days they are so there, you know, right. and they just push, push you along. But ultimately, <laughs> you are in control. In a film, what you put down, you don't know how it's going to come out. You know, right. mm -hmm. I did uh, Save the Last Dance and I didn't show up. 
And I said to one of my actor friends, hey, I, I, I got dropped on the cutting floor. And he said, but the check didn't bounce, you know. So <laughs> I, I, to a large extent, I prefer stage. Um, yeah. It doesn't pay as well. I'm still mm -hmm. getting residuals from working with Jessica Langner and losing Isaiah from mm -hmm. uh, To Serve of Love 2 from uh, a family thing from, yeah, I'm still getting residuals from that. And, but I prefer stage and also my pension comes from equity. So. <laughs> <laughs> She said, you know, I don't be dating rappers. I said, I got my side car, baby. I'm an actor. There's a, I think there's a pride. And I remember hearing this in a rap lyric from uh, Chicago's own Common. Because he, I think he says that, you know, I'm a, I have my SAG card. I'm an actor because he transitioned yeah. from music into acting. What is that pride of being represented as a SAG actor and then just kind of that, how has that opened doors for you to continuously work in this field? Well, I uh, I was first, an I got my equity card mm -hmm. because- um, And what's uh, the difference between equity and SAG? I, explain that e for me. Equity is theater and it's okay. the oldest, un older union. I think it's oh, okay. 125 years old. Um, wow. okay. And, um, I'm a union person all the way, not just okay. equity and SAG, but I've worked as a community organizer. I've worked uh, like a lot of actors in a host of jobs all around. Mm -hmm. I am a union person through and through because right. I know what happens when you don't have a union. Um, right. You know, in equity, the people would hire actors, have them build the set, which you can't do now in the union thing, but have them build the set, make the costumes, do the show, and then they would abscond with their money. And the actors had no recourse. Yeah, you know, you're out of town, um, you're in a hotel, you're doing all this, the show closes, the producer is off with your money. Now you got to pay your hotel bill, you've got no money, you've done all this. So in equity, Anyone doing it has to bank it and bond your money. You will get your money. Same way with screen actors. That's why screen actors, we have people that uh, that oversee it. And if you're hired to do something and they haven't signed the contract, they will put a do not work thing on it and everything stops until they sign that. So equity is theater. Screen mm -hmm. actors is screen, radio, and television. Um, so we're all that, but we do support each other because mm -hmm. I went into equity first. I got, I had, you have to pay to join the union, but I got grandfathered in. So I had to pay less. Um, yeah. I suggest to anybody interested in becoming a screen actor, mm -hmm. go through theater first. Chicago mm -hmm. is famous for our actors. They once did something on the Tribune, a magazine of Chicago theater actors who went to Hollywood. It was that thick. We learn on the stage and then we transfer into screen. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best sage advice for anyone getting started in acting. And then also doing background work. Is that something if someone wanted to get 
like a, an entryway in that regard? It, would that help or is it better to really push for if you want to have lines? <laughs> I would do, I would say I've done background, but I've mm -hmm. done background as a union person because mm -hmm. background people have their, their union also, you know. Um, but I would say if you were just come starting out, do background so you can watch and see how it works. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, we had from, you know, the Wolfpack, you know, Chicago Med, uh, PD, you know, yeah, Fire. and uh, Fire. Okay. They, they, oh, the other thing I should tell you that our union told us yesterday, last year, we brought in to Chicago $785 million from, yes, from what? 785. From all of the work actors are doing, from all of the shows in Chicago. This coming year, we're going for one billion if the strike doesn't, you know. And the governor was busy talking to our president about how much we bring in in jobs, money, etc. All the jobs and stuff. That's what it came to. So um we had someone from Chicago Med show up. No. Uh, we do conservatories, training things for people, the union does. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, you walk out on that TV set and every your mark is put in different color tape and there can be 20 or 30 different color tapes. You have to hit your mark. You have mm -hmm. to hit your camera. You get, you're gonna get one tape because that's all they can afford. It's got to be that fast. So you mm -hmm. learn that as background watching that and learning what you have to do to be successful at the business yeah and i i tell you this is rich information for anyone interested in starting and acting and definitely i thank you so very much for sharing your wealth of information about what it is to be an actor, how it has been for you with working some, with some very talented and well-known actors. And what, Paulette, you got coming up? Any special projects that you have coming up? I'm working with a group called Hard Work Telling Stories. And okay. it's a, the sort of thing that is in my heart because it is out of Inglewood. Mm -hmm. It works with working adults um, who are learning the biz and i'm watching one or two um who are now branching out it's a good way to ground yourself and you know and just learn about it and right now we're doing a writer's workshop last year we did a june team thing we also did um uh, uh shorts on around the world for african-americans uh, this year, we're doing a writer's workshop. We're doing uh, a production called The Bus. Uh, we are a, a Christian-based uh, group. Um, and so um, we're, and we're also doing something called Name That Flick, which is a game show oh, that nice. we've written. <laughs> yep. Last year, we were on Sundays on State. So that's what I'm working on just now. Wow. And I have to say, there's no slowing down for, for you, Paulette, because I feel like you are someone that anyone, anyone that has an interest in acting can learn from. And 
just just your wealth of knowledge of just letting us all know this is what's happening this is how this is how you should be on set which is great on stage and I don't know. I look forward to seeing you in, in any of these newer projects that are coming. And of course, I stand with the with the writers with the writer strike as well. Yes. Paulette, Paulette McDaniels, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure revisiting past and looking forward to the future. Oh my gosh, that is correct. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. To see our conversation with Paulette McDaniels regarding the writer's strike via our Talk on Tuesdays episode, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. To view more behind-the-scenes clips with Paulette McDaniels and our sponsor, Natalie Stokes Feeders, with On Point Book Design, please visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by... Interludes Extra presents Find Your Voice on Patreon. See behind the scenes with Interludes, tips on how to become a podcaster, and merch featuring our Interludes logo. Become a friend, a fan, or and join our VIP podcasting community today by visiting the website patreon.com forward slash interludes. Become a future sponsor or advertiser on our podcasting platform by visiting our website today. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktree slash Media. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Peer Light Media. Peer Light Media.